Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome along to another edition of Ireland Calling. Oliver Lee here. I'm actually in the big studio tonight. I was just saying to Paul Hannan, a fellow countryman of mine who's a producer here, this is the second time I've been in the studio since uh, about the middle of March. So I hope we can press uh, the right buttons or remember what buttons to press. But you're listening to Ireland Calling, brought to you as it is each week with the support of the Hugh Green Group. And you're listening to us in Auckland on Wednesday night, Christchurch Saturday night, uh, Capity Coast Sunday afternoon, uh, Wellington Sunday uh, evening. And greetings to people listening on planetaudio.org.nz. We know we've got uh, quite a few people listening in Ireland tonight, and I'll come to that uh, later on. But uh, hopefully, wherever you're listening, I hope you can stay with us for the next hour and enjoy the music. And uh, the first time um, I heard about this uh, next singer, 91, she co-wrote or wrote the the song called um, A Woman's Heart, Only a Woman's Heart, and the album became one of the biggest uh, selling albums in Ireland in the eighty in the nineteen uh, early nineteen nineties. And um, I interviewed her on my program, and uh, her name is Eleanor McAvoy, and here she is with a, a beautiful uh, what do you call it song here called Scarlet Angels. Take it away there, Eleanor. Scarlet Angel sang a song, violins play 
Yes, a lovely song. I heard that on RTE there a few times and uh, that's Eleanor McAvoy and Scarlet Angels. And welcome along if you just tuned in. You're listening to Ireland Calling. I'm pre-recording this on the Tuesday, Wednesday because uh, here on the 1st of December uh, it's an awards night at, uh, at Planet FM here in Auckland, Access Radio as it used to be. So I decided to come in early and meet the, the crew, many of the team here that I haven't seen all year. Normally used to come in and uh, pre-record or record the programme. Used to do them live but uh, sometimes do them uh, on the evening before the show but as you know for the last nine months I've been able to keep the show on the road with an iPad and an iPhone and uh, sending the, the programme into the studio here and uh, as I do each week we'll flick through the news. The uh, front page of the Irish Examiner today uh, starts with a big headline, Medics urge caution as country emerges from lockdown there's a nice picture of Rory O'Donovan he cleans the window of uh, the of gentlemen's uh, quarters uh, obviously a men's clothing shop on Patrick Street in Cork in preparation for the opening of shops today uh, when the country exits a, a six week level five lockdown and restaurants are due to open tomorrow. Huge disappointment in Ireland and Northern Ireland especially for the Finucane family because the British Army or British Army, the British government uh, have announced their decision not to hold a public inquiry into the 1989 murder of solicitor Pat Finucane and has been blamed a disgrace by his family. I heard his uh, son being interviewed on RT radio last night and um, the Supreme Court in England basically said uh, a, a, an inquiry should take place and they fired it over across to obviously Parliament and Parliament now have come back and says that it has to be investigated properly, his death by the police service in Northern Ireland. Well that didn't happen when um, he was uh, killed and it's probably not going to happen now. Great celebrations won't happen. Whoever wins the All-Ireland Hurling final, uh, it's a unique first. Uh, Waterford will take on Limerick. We'll give you the scores uh, later. But um, obviously, you know, there'll be excitement, huge excitement uh, in, in Waterford if they win. 1959 was the last time that they won. And um, obviously they played well against the other day. They were nearly dead and buried at halftime against Kilkenny, but they fought back and had a great win. And then on Sunday, early hours of Monday morning, I got up to watch uh, Kil- uh, Waterford, or Galway, my team, against uh, Galway. We had a great start, leading by five points at one stage. And, um, you know, Joe Canning uh, took four um, pucks from the sideline and put them over the bar. Unbelievable uh, skills. But sadly, Joe had to be taken off with about 15 minutes to go. Uh, accidentally banged into one of his own players and uh, got concussed and had to be stretchered off. And uh, at that stage, the game was probably anybody's, but Limerick just too strong at the end. Game was held up for about 10 minutes. Limerick, All-Ireland champions, beat Galway in 2018. Uh, they will take on uh, their uh, fellow provincial uh, team Waterford uh, in the All-Ireland final in two weeks time and uh, this weekend it's the uh, footballers uh, to to play you've got Dublin against uh, Cavan 
and uh, Tipperary against um, uh, Tipperary are playing Mayo. And I suppose speaking of Mayo, my um, I've got a, a, a dedication to, to play here to a man that was laid to rest in Irish Town today. You remember a few weeks ago, I, I played a few songs for uh, John Griffin. John was from Irish Town, and John passed away in August. And uh, his uh, funeral took place when we got out of lockdown here in Auckland. And um, John has lived here uh, for many, many years. But uh, his, his brother, Tommy Joe, lived in uh, Dunmacrina in Irish Town in County Mayo. And uh, I'd gone to visit Tommy Joe on a number of occasions and uh, rang Tommy Joe after um, John's funeral here. But sadly, uh, Tommy Joe, after a short illness, passed away peacefully on Saturday and he was laid to, to rest today. He's predeceased by his uh, wife, Kathleen his sister Rita and uh, brother John, as I mentioned, and of course John's wife Joan um, died in, in the early 90s here and also um, deeply regretted by his daughter Maria um, and uh, she's living in Kelchema. His son Steve, um, he's got a nephew Steve here, uh, son Steve in Australia and he is uh, survived by his sisters uh, Kitty uh, in the UK and Mary, sister Catherine also in the UK and uh, his son-in-law Michael daughter-in-law Helen and uh, a number of grandchildren including Rebecca who's and uh, we'll be spreading this link around to all the family Rebecca, Ashling, Emmett, Zoe, Emer and Connor and uh, grandson-in-law Paul Ryan and great-grandchildren Cameron and Cale, nieces and nephews and many friends. I know there's a new baby on the way so uh, if uh, anybody uh, that uh, knew Tommy Joe, they can go on to the um, Kilcham or to the Irish Town uh, Parish Church and uh, kill Kilvine Parish, the Facebook page and uh, you will be able to watch uh, the service there. So uh, Rebecca asked me to play a few songs in our granddad's uh, memory so we're going to do that and we're going to start first uh, with a song uh, for Mayo and then we're going to uh, go out, our next song will be uh, a song that uh, Tommy Joe used to sing by Vera Lynn, We'll Meet Again but we'll do this first uh, Take Me Home to Mayo and then we'll follow on with Vera and one other song in memory of the late uh, Thomas Joseph Griffin who was in his 91st uh, year uh, from uh, Irish Town in County Mayo Take me home to Mayo break the chain I raise the flaglands prepare to fight or die far away from Mayo I've been eating Irish sky take me home to Mayo across the Irish Sea home to Take me home to Mayo, there 
Vera Lynn there and uh, a lovely song called uh, We'll Meet Again and before that Take Me Home to Mayo and that was for a great Mayo man who was laid to rest today Thomas Joseph Griffin and I know that this uh, recording of this programme will be shared with uh, Tom Joe's uh, family and um, his son in Australia and of course his nephew Steve and uh, Kate his niece living here in New Zealand and uh, so sad that uh, two fine men two brothers uh, passed away uh, within a short space of each other but um, certainly um, modern communication uh, it was great that uh, people uh, were able to, to link in and watch the, the funeral from Irish Town in, in County Mayo that's where the um, Sabina Higgins the wife of the President of Ireland uh, comes from grew up there and uh, for those of you who don't know it, if you were heading from Dunmore to Clare Morris Dunmore in the northeast part of Galway down to Clare Morris in Mayo you'd uh, pass through uh, Irish Town you just uh, go over the bridge there uh, from Galway and you're into to, to Mayo. So a lovely man, Tommy Joe, and um, who died peacefully after a brief illness uh, at, at the weekend. Welcome along. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Ireland uh, Calling, brought to you with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. And um, wherever you're listening tonight, I hope you're enjoying the programme. Here we are. I'm recording to the 1st of December. Hard to believe, just uh, 24 days to go till um, Santa Claus arrives and uh, we celebrate Christmas. And I know it's going to be uh, such a different Christmas uh, for people. Many of you may have been preparing to head home uh, to Christmas or maybe head to Australia or other parts of the world. But uh, nobody uh, will be travelling this particular year and uh, I know that uh, we're very lucky here in New Zealand to be able to to do all the things we are whereas Ireland is only opening up uh, today Uh, shops are opening today and restaurants and uh, pubs that sell um, obviously food or serve food um, will be able to open up uh, later in the week but um, the government have said that the health officials uh, experts they want people or caution because uh, the numbers could go through the roof there was still 300 people infected yesterday and about five people died and um, if restrictions are being lifted uh, it's certainly going to uh, cause uh, more issues but people are being asked to, to follow wear masks and to social distance and uh, keep numbers down when visiting um, over uh, Christmas. Right we'll take another bit of music and then I'll come back and run through some other um, headlines in the, the paper here and we'll run through all the, the sports uh, sections of the paper as well and uh, we started off, we might as well do this song coming up to Christmas, I'll play one Christmas song a week on the programme here
That song was number one back in 1985, uh, the year of Live Aid, uh, put together by Bob Geldof, Do They Know It's Christmas? And listening to the lyrics of it there, you have to wonder uh, whether things have changed because there's uh, so many people living in poverty in many parts of the world at, at the moment. I know in uh, Ethiopia, there's um, where that song, you know, the images that came through, I think it was uh, Michael Burke on the BBC when he, he showed the images uh, of of people steam rising of a, of an area where there was people dying and and, and uh, people starving that made um, Bob Geldof um, you know move to 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 start to do something and uh, millions and millions was was raised but yet today there's still um, the same issues there as there was. Um, you know, 35 years ago. You're listening to Ireland Calling, uh, brought to you with the support of uh, the Hugh Green Group. Not sure whether any of you got up to, well, Saturday morning to watch the toy show on the Late Late Show. Uh, it was obviously a toy show of a different nature this year. I think there was even a toy show party here in Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, a group of young Irish people here uh, gathered on sun, Saturday morning. I was doing a bit of work in my office and had it on the background and certainly uh, some of the, the interviewees, the children that were interviewed, were very moving. A beautiful girl from uh, Kiltown County Galway who this time last year was diagnosed with cancer and um, subsequently at the beginning of lockdown had to have her leg amputated and uh, she raised all this money uh, during the year and she gave it all away uh, to various charities and she had three wishes. One was to be on the Late Late Show, uh, two was to, to walk 
on her own uh, before Christmas and the third was to, to go to Disneyland. So she was on the Late Late Show and uh, she got up and walked with the aid of crutches and her prosthetic and uh, then uh, thanks to the Late Late Show and Aer Lingus, uh, she was, uh, her third wish was granted a holiday in Disneyland in Florida when, um, you know, things uh, come right. Beautiful girl, she's I think eight years of, of age and um, just after Ryan interviewed her and her mother and um, they were so excited uh, they um, literally launched an appeal that night uh, for people to um, pledge money for children's charities in Ireland and uh, by the time the show finished uh, about an hour and a half later they had pledges of over 6 million euro so there was a huge audience watching it but uh, more importantly people put their hand in, the, in their pocket and um, if she wasn't known before Friday night uh, she's well known now and there was another young boy who's got um, a rare bone disease and uh, he wants to be an astronaut one day and uh, he was there with his uh, dad and uh, he brought the few people that were in the audience uh, to tears as as many people around the country were as well and um, he just was a, a wonderful young boy and uh, his um, photograph and um, his ambitions were all over the papers um, uh, the following day and I think he's, NASA have said uh, they won't bring him to the moon quite yet, but they certainly bring him over to NASA and they want to, uh, when he's ready to fly and he can fly, uh, they want to take him and show him all around uh, NASA over in the States. So uh, it's certainly, just reading it here, Toy Show poised to be one of the most watched shows on record. Looks like there was one and a half million people uh, watched it and um, separately there was over 500,000 streams of the programme on the RTE uh, player. Uh, around the world and uh, I know many people uh, looked in and watched it here a few weeks ago I mentioned about the tragedy of the uh, two sons and the father that died in Cork over uh, an issue over a will for land and that same week in Dublin there was a young Indian uh, mother and her two children murdered as well and um, the investigation into that uh, has been uh, quiet for the last few weeks but uh, yesterday in Dunleary a man was charged with uh, the murder of uh, a woman and children no name mentioned and um, obviously uh, lots of information and suppressed relation to the the case so um, you know there's obviously uh, people are reading between the lines and uh, whether it was somebody that knew her so that'll all come out in time but a, a very sad um, episode, especially for this woman's family who um, live in India. They wanted her um, body and the body of her uh, children to be um, sent back to India, but uh, her husband uh, decided that uh, he wanted them uh, the funeral to take place in Ireland, and uh, I'm pretty sure they were either buried or cremated. But more, I'm sure that story will, will, will come out. And then the Taoiseach said he's very disappointed at the decision not to order an inquiry into the uh, murder of Pat Finucane and uh, Pat um, was murdered uh, by obviously um, terrorists in Northern Ireland by the UDA in 1989 but it hasn't been proven but everybody thinks that there was collusion between uh, the armed forces in Northern Ireland and uh, the UDA and this inquiry has gone in now for uh, 30 um, over 33 years and justice hasn't been brought to the the family yet Alright, we'll take uh, another uh, song here we look into my phone now and I'll keep looking at the screen here and seeing that I'm doing everything right when I haven't uh, been in the studio to uh, record a live programme. You know, you have to be careful what uh, buttons and everything uh, you press. A song here from Sinead O'Connor. We'll take that.
Sinead O'Connor there, a lovely song called Thank You for Hearing Me. And I'll say thank you for tuning in and listening to me. You're listening to Ireland Calling. We've got 25 minutes left of the programme. Program, uh, you're listening to brought to you each week with the support of the Hugh Green Group. And on Wednesday night, you're listening to us in Auckland, Saturday night in Christchurch, and um, Sunday afternoon in the Capity Coast, and Sunday evening in Wellington. And any other night of the week on planetaudio.org.nz around New Zealand and indeed around the globe. I know I have people listening in Australia, a few in Australia, quite a few in England, Australia, America and uh, quite a few people listening uh, in Ireland. And uh, great news, as I mentioned, that the lockdown that has been in uh, force for the last five weeks uh, is restrictions are being lifted, even though there's still a number of, of cases. But I think the uh, government and the health officials are hoping that people will adhere to, to guidelines and uh, it's because they don't want people to be separated from their families at uh, Christmas. There is still a number of people uh, against the uh, wishes of the government travelling back to Ireland uh, from overseas and of course they're being asked to self-isolate for two weeks whether or not they'll do that. I know if they were going home and coming back to New Zealand, you're locked up here literally for two weeks if you, if you come back in quarantine, if you can get into quarantine now at the moment. But I know uh, in Ireland it's up to, to people to do with themselves. But I think by and large people that um, were planning to go home uh, are not doing that at, at the moment. One man that probably wishes he was a long way away from Ireland and from Leash Offaly. Leash Offaly not doing too well with their uh, Fianna Fáil TD Barry Cowan forced to resign uh, within a week of being appointed uh, senior government minister for agriculture back in in, in June where he um, didn't let his party leader know about a small drink dive and offence and then uh, he was at a a checkpoint and the police basically you know um, stopped him and he was over the limit because he didn't have a full licence if he had a full licence he would have survived but anyway his colleague Sinn Féin uh, TD, a decent man by all accounts. Um, uh, what's his name here? Uh, Brian Stanley. He put out a tweet on Saturday, uh, which uh, he quickly um, deleted. But uh, he tweeted in reference to the Kill Michael ambush in 1920 and the Narrow Water Massacre in Warren Point in County Down in 1979 uh, and claiming that there were the two IRA operations that taught the elite of the British Army and the establishment the cost of occupying Ireland. Pity for everybody, uh, they were such slow learners. 18 British soldiers were killed at Warren Point by the Provisional IRA in August 27, 1979 and on the same day, Laurent Batten, a prominent member of the British Royal Family, was killed by a Provisional IRA uh, bomb aboard a boat at Mullochmore in Sligo along with uh, three others. And in the 1920 incident at uh, Kilmichael, a total of 17 British soldiers were alongside three members of the war. Uh, of the in, of members of the War of Independence era IRA. He later deleted the tweet and apologised, describing it as inappropriate and incentive. But he's on a committee. He's he's the the, the chairman of the Doyle Public Accounts Committee, um, and um, it's obviously a huge embarrassment. Uh, Mary Lou Macdonald, the leader, hasn't uh, said anything about it yet, but. Uh, Obviously, people, this is a story that won't go away because Sinn Féin are very quick to, to fire, put the boot into other politicians. And uh, I'm sure Mary Lou, it's like the guy from Waterford when he was elected uh, at his victory speech, he shouted up the rah. And uh, again, uh, Mary Lou kind of defended that, saying it was just uh, the man was excited and everything. But you have to wonder, um, you know, underneath all of the, the public image that these uh, Sinn Féin are willing to obviously forget about the past and, and move into the future and join the political process in a proper way. You just have to, to wonder whether that's true. So um, whether or not Brian Stanley, uh, one of the 
fathers of one of the soldiers or the brother of one of the soldiers that was killed in the Warren Point disaster in 1979. He has said that, um, you know, Mr Stanley should be sacked and uh, leave his job. But uh, we'll have to wait and see if that will happen. When we come back, we'll go back and look, review the sports weekend. Not a great weekend uh, for um, Kilkenny and Galway. Irish rugby team struggled to a, a win over Georgia, but they certainly didn't perform uh, very, very well. There's another button here now, and we'll see what we'll uh, run up with this time here. We've got some reels here from Jadonna.
Well, if things were normal, you can imagine uh, tunes like that being played in any number of pubs uh, around Ireland uh, with the fire burning, a pint of Guinness or something similar in in the hen. But alas, uh, that won't be happening this particular Christmas. But overall, um, you know, the signs are good that the vaccines that are being developed, so maybe this time next year, things might be back to normal. Well, there'll certainly be great excitement in in two counties, uh, one of the two counties uh, in in two weeks' time, Waterford or um, Limerick. Um, Limerick, obviously, All-Ireland Champions 2018. Last time before that was 1973 they won. Waterford, you go back to 1959 since they last won their All-Ireland title. They've never met an All-Ireland final before, uh, but um, they obviously will uh, in two weeks' time. And uh, up to this weekend, only 26 players and management were allowed to into the venues. And um, the um, GA have uh, said now that the full panels of maybe up to 36 players will be allowed to be there uh, to watch the uh, All-Ireland Harland final in two weeks' time. And uh, the uh, GA are basically, uh, you know, going to have to make a decision because if a cup goes back to Waterford for the first time since 1959, no matter what restrictions are in place, uh, people will will gather around. So they may not, they may the cup may be presented to the winning captain in Crow Park, but it may not um, be uh, brought back to the winning county uh, until some date in 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 the future. So uh, the scores. Uh, over the weekend, uh, first of all, I was listening to the Waterford Kilkenny game on um, Saturday night, and I thought it was all literally over uh, after um, coming up to half time. Kilkenny were so far ahead, but uh, didn't uh, Waterford make a huge uh, comeback? And uh, I'm just looking for the, the score in that match here. But um, certainly look at it up here. Bring it up here. We got the Hurland Championships. Yeah, Kilkenny 223, Waterford 227. And then the that was certainly more exciting of the two games over the weekend. The second game was Limerick, um, uh, 27 points, Galway, uh, 24. And that game had 10 minutes of uh, extra time because Joe Canning, and halfway through the second half, uh, out accidentally uh, when he banged into um, one of his own players. There was three guys going into a, a tackle and he had to be... Um, brought off the uh, ground on a stretcher and um, um, brought to hospital and kept overnight. But uh, very sad to see him being uh, wheeled off on a stretcher after um, cutting over four magnificent points. And uh, I think he scored about uh, seven points from freeze as well. But overall, Galway just uh, didn't fire uh, after literally that water break in the first half. They were going well and you have these water breaks for about three minutes and uh, it just stopped the momentum. And then Limerick came back and uh, were stronger and uh, there was uh, one or two niggly incidents. Uh, Joe got a bang around the back that knocked him out uh, of, of of a hurl by the player of the day from Limerick. But I think it was probably more accidental than, than deliberate. But certainly uh, it, it wasn't a nice thing. He certainly felt the, the bang in the back. So Waterford, uh, what about them, you know, to um, come through, get to an All-Ireland final? Of course, they were there uh, against Galway in 2017 and and, uh, that game could have gone either way. But uh, Galway victors and hadn't won before Galway's last All-Ireland win was in 1988. And I I think there isn't too many people from neutral counties in Ireland uh, and even people within Limerick that wouldn't begrudge Waterford an All-Ireland title, but they'll have to earn it. Of course, this weekend, it's the turn of the footballers. Uh, Cavan, uh, who downed Donegal in the Ulster Championship uh, final two weeks ago, uh, they take on Dublin, who will be heading for six in a row. And um, and Mayo, um, who obviously 
uh, happened one in Ireland since 1951 they're taking on Tipperary and Tipperary obviously brought Cork to their uh, knees in the Munster final a few weeks ago I suppose if you were to go on form you'd predict that Mayo and uh, Dublin will win but uh, who knows uh, what will happen nobody expected uh, Donegal to be beaten by Cavan and certainly nobody thought Cork would lose to Tipperary after beating um, Kerry in the Munster Championship and don't forget you can watch the games on G8IE you can get in there now and uh, if you want to see the two semi-finals this weekend there's a, a package you can buy and you can watch all the games and you can go back it's a, similar to Spark Sport here you can go in and watch games that have taken place and uh, it's obviously at a discounted rate because there's only uh, so few games uh, being played right we better get going with another bit of music and then we'll come back and wrap up uh, for uh, another week this time we'll go with the Fury Brothers and Davy Arthur and the Lonesome Boatman
Yes, the Fury Brothers there and Davy Arthur and a lovely uh, piece of music called The Lonesome Boatman. Hope you're not too lonesome listening to this programme tonight. Brighten up your week a bit. Now, last week I was talking to him, I saw a man, um, uh, what do you call it, harvesting sugar beet. And there's another picture here of Liam Holden from Gary Hill and Carlo returning to his yard with another load of sugar beet. Uh, once upon a time, this was uh, processed at one of the four big sugar factories. And I couldn't think of the third, the fourth one last week, of course, was Torless. So you had Tume, you had Mallow, you had Carlo and uh, Torless. And, uh, of course, um, not anymore. And uh, earlier on tonight, I play, played um, a, a few songs in the memory of Tommy Joe Griffin. And I think, uh, pretty sure, Tommy Joe worked uh, in the Tomb uh, Sugar Factory for a number of years. It was seasonal work. You went in there in about October and finished up in, in, in January or February. And uh, you made uh, fairly good money, you know, when farm prices had supplemented your income when farm prices were very, very poor. But looking through the farming sections of uh, the paper today, there's a nice picture of uh, some free-range geese belonging to John Fitzgerald and Tullow and Carlo. How long more they'll be free range with uh, what's happening in a few weeks time. Unlike uh, the turkeys in the White House of the day uh, they won't be, what do you call it uh, their life sentence won't um, be commuted uh, to living out a life somewhere for these uh, turkey, these uh, geese. I see here in calf heifers in Ireland they're averaging 1500 euro, nearly $3,000 in a buoyant uh, dairy trade. Uh, certainly um, dairy since the quotas were lifted in Ireland uh, uh, you know farmers especially down the south and southeast that have good dry land uh, they were able to increase their, their herd numbers but you can't do that over in my neck of the woods over in the, in the west of Ireland because the land just isn't able to uh, deal with the extra numbers and of course this time of the year all farmers have uh, especially in the west of Ireland the northwest, their cattle are all in this time of the year we should all strive to keep Irish dairying at number one, it will benefit every farm sector. This is according to Michal Brady. Instead of knocking our world-class dairy industry, all farmers will be better off joining the push for improved milk prices and access to non-European Union uh, labour. Mike Brady is uh, Managing Director at Brady Group Agricultural Consultants and Land Agents. Nice picture some nice cows there. And there's a, another man here. Uh, spreading slurry. It's a uh, time to get your slurry spread, I think, before the middle of December, and then you can't spread again till about um, February. Uh, lots of pictures of, of people at various uh, marts again, and of course the, the marts, the farmers will be able to, uh, from this week onwards, and um, view the animals that are for sale currently. They have to do it all on online. Succession planning, eight essential issues to consider when making or contesting a will. So there's tax, there's married couples, there's been of a sound mind, revoking a will, lost or missing wills, joint bank accounts, discretionary trusts and entering a caveat. I suppose that's all uh, relevant down here as, as well. And uh, explaining the science behind nutrition, Dr Vanessa Woods, um, her Irish children's book, Irish Food from A to Z, which aims to educate primary school children about science, uh, sustainable farming and nutrition. She's uh, pictured um, I don't know where that picture is but anyway, it was a nice picture beautiful brown leaves of the autumn leaves and uh, she's there with the bulk uh, with the book and the next uh, bulk milk sampling is the most efficient route to assessing hair liver fluke status uh, get your silage tested and save money this winter according to Tom Staunton sheep farmer spud growers need a new brand and lower storage cost to cut their carbon footprint and there's going to be a huge um, shortage of spuds 
especially for the chip market in Ireland. Uh, I was listening to um, one of the, the guys involved with Burdocks, one of the most famous fish and chip shops in Dublin yesterday, and they get uh, the spuds for their chips and a lot of other fish and chip shops do from England. They're, they're a different type of a drier type of potato, and they certainly give you a, a very crispy uh, taste in your, in your chips. But because of um, what's happening with Brexit, uh, there uh, there's going to be issues over supply and literally Ireland, um, you know, exports as many uh, potatoes or consumes nearly all the potatoes that they produce in, in Ireland. Right, I'm looking around here. There's uh, five minutes to go here. So I'm going to play this uh, particular song. It might take us into the program and it might not. And uh, it's uh, my final uh, song uh, to farewell the man in um, um, Irish town uh, today, Tommy Joe Griffin, and uh, his brother John that died here uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, it's a, a song called Time to Say Goodbye. So this might, uh, I'm looking here and see how long it takes. It might take the Say 